Brad, Brad, we're back to full rat shot this week. This guy wanted to run on third and one. His play call gets changed. It is a touchdown. You should be happy for your team. And yet, you're just being an asshat sitting there. You're just disappointed because your play didn't get run, which would have probably been a minus one yard loss. What more did Lamar have to do? Anyway, that's my rant over Brad. Go ahead, man. Dissect this one. I think you encapsulated Yeah, I, I think you guys hit the nail ahead. Pittsburgh offense is woeful. I want to see more Kenny Pickett uh, taking over. And Baltimore, if you listen close, you can still hear him dropping balls. It's just, it's gross. G'day Aussie Gridiron fans. Welcome back to G'day Gridiron. What has been, or what has become one of the most uh, random, uh, randomly recorded and haphazardly recorded podcasts in Australia at the moment. Uh after last week's effort, which nobody heard, I do have to have, uh, I guess, a little bit of an apology to my boys, Manjot and Brad, who are here with me this week, and to you, to you listeners. Of course, as you would have seen on our, if you do follow our socials at G'day Gridiron on Instagram and Facebook, I posted up a bit of a post about the fact that I was live from the mountain at Bathurst, Australia's greatest motor race. We recorded about an hour's worth of content. And then somewhere in the the minus three degree nights and the seventeen degree beautiful sunny days, my laptop decided that the battery needed to become one with the mountain and forever be left there. So unfortunately, no podcast last week. Uh, I will try and rectify some of that this week. We are. I am on on total power, <laughs> and I have ordered. A new laptop battery. God knows when that's going to get here. Uh, so mm-hmm. hopefully, boys, we can get through this episode and I can get to post it this week. I'm back to normality now, though. Back to work tomorrow, unfortunately. Hey. Oh. Holiday's over. Oh, that's never and Now the lights, the party's over. <laughs> Remember when they used to sing that at the end of every Monday night game, Brad? Yes, I can do actually. Yeah. Probably, probably better than Edge. I just Meredith. did it though. <laughs> Dandy Don Meredith, am I right? Like old cowboy back in the day. Oh yeah. yeah. See, see I, I I know some I know some football. <laughs> I know some football. He just Manjo just trying to quantify his his existence right now I after being yeah. after being blocked by the by the main entity, the parent entity this week. <laughs> Yeah, free, free, free your boy, free your boy, man. Um, Hashtag free manjot. NFL has officially at NFL has officially blocked manjot at Pastry Press. Yeah. NFL is I've no more. Blo- <laughs> I've been blacklisted, boys. I've been blacklisted. It's uh, it's over, man. The feds have got me. I I've just <laughs> um, yeah, everything's just gone wrong. I, I just want to apologize to everyone before we start the podcast. Manjot uh, getting and- blocked by the NFL. It was it, just, an apparent it was rough, crack, man. an apparent crackdown on uh, on highlights posting by other accounts. It would seem. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. Heard from my sources that, yeah, source I, I, says, I yeah, <laughs> yep. My my sources have said it's over, man. I can't be posting any more NFL highlights. So apparently, no um, one can. So the NFL's, yeah. um, the NFL's probably their what could be considered one of their main streams of marketing. Of free marketing, which is other podcasts and YouTube accounts 
reposting their highlights and talking about games. Absolute free marketing. Lots of people following accounts on on Twitter or X as it is now on Instagram, as as Manjot has. What are we over? You're over three thousand now, mate. Yeah, I've I've gained like uh, I just gotta say a shout out to all the new guys that came in. Like I gained like three hundred something followers recent four hundred in the past day of recording. Probably gonna rise even more. So you know, as much as the NFL wants to stop me, you know they can't stop me. You know, I, I'm just I'm just, just gonna can't, say, can't keep you down. You can't keep me down, bro. Like I, I'm I'm just gonna say it to everyone. You know, no matter how much the NFL wants to stop me, they can't stop me. I'm I'm still here. I'm still here. We're we still singing. No matter how hard you try, you can't oh, stop us now. <laughs> okay, Rage. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, Brad, have you ever known in 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 all your time in, in mm-hmm. the states and watching the NFL? Have you ever known of the NFL to pass up free money? Ha! Yeah. No. No. But but I do know that they are very very protective of their content and so uh i'm not surprised that happened frankly i'm I'm not surprised i'm surprised it didn't happen earlier to be honest with you yeah (laughs) honestly Uh, i thought yeah because i i know they've cracked down on youtube before um yeah and then like they recently lifted that crackdown on youtube um i think like i've been seeing more highlights on youtube um Mm. these days compared to like 2017 when i started off my youtube channel and they were cracking down hard back then. But now, yeah. like, it now I see highlights everywhere. And I thought the same for Instagram, that they would just let you post it everywhere. But then, like, now I'm hearing there's the crackdown on Instagram. Honestly, it makes me sad. Honestly, like, think, that was... You think, yeah. that they, you think that they could at least vet a few, like, proper accounts? Like proper yeah. fan accounts. Like I can understand you don't want just every every Joe Blow putting out his ridiculous like comments and, and opinions on on games, especially since some people's comments and opinions are are wild. Um, not just yeah. wrong, but some people are incredibly disrespectful and incredibly racist yeah. and all yeah. that, all the stuff that goes with that. But yeah, um, you could you think that. Like let's say let's say over here NFL AUNZ so Australia New Zealand could vet like a few proper accounts to say yeah these guys are okay um, mm, and, yeah. and become like let's say let's say it'd be Manjot and uh, our other mates over there at Outback QB or someone like that you know posting those yeah. kind of things and going yeah they're okay they're they're affiliated they're helping out local game as well all that sort of all that sort of yeah. garbage so. You think that they they'd be smart enough to do something like that because, I mean, you're probably getting you're probably getting thousands more impressions than some of their posts are, like different ones, as in like yeah. different oh, yeah. people because not everyone's going to want to not everyone's going to see every single post that comes up. God, Lord, I don't, and I'm I'm all NFL these days on on Insta and and on Twitter as well, and I still don't see every bit of content that comes across there because of algorithms. So uh, yeah. Yeah, you see, see anyway. It's, it's, it seems pretty short sighted, but yeah, it does yeah. a little. I can get just like free manjot, just free manjot. Yeah. So right anyway, place. hashtag free manjot. Uh, NFL, let's let's get it there. NFL UNZ, like shout us out. Let's go. Let's uh, let's help manjot get unblocked at least. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you might not be allowed to post highlights, but let's let's at least unblock at Pastry Press NFL, shall we? My dignity, <laughs> man. I just need my dignity back. Man, Jock can't <laughs> even see the highlights, let alone repost them. Yeah, I can't <laughs> even, man. It's it's over. It's over for your boy. It's um unfortunate, but you know, I'll live. Uh, there's 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 live. there's a funeral dirge playing right now, man. John, don't you worry yeah. about that. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll be back. We'll be back, boys. I mean, they can't keep me down for long. I'm still getting, I'm still getting thousands of followers, hundreds of followers. Sorry, maybe even thousands of my Brock Purdy reels. So it's all yeah. good. Speaking of Brock Purdy, where do we start, boys? Which game are we starting with this? No, week? we're gonna, we're not gonna start with that one. Let's um, ah, yeah, we will up. get there. Let's get there, listeners. How about we start at the start? Let's start with Thursday night football. Let's have a little bit of a chat, a quick chat about all the games as we go through. No yeah. big game of the week this week because there is a lot of stinker in this week. There's a lot of choking. There's good games in that, but there's a lot of teams choking. There's a lot of teams that lose lost games this week, like big upsets, basically. Teams that should have been winning against bad teams, but they just lost mm. against bad teams. So let's start with one of those on Thursday Night Football. Bears and Commanders, where the Chicago Bears finally get a win in 2023, running away, basically running away with the game, 40 to 20 over the Commanders. The Commanders laid an absolute egg. This should have been an easy home goal for the Commanders. I think every man and his dog knows that the Bears are basically uh, hopeless. I don't think they're tanking purposely. I think they're just a bad, bad football team. Yeah. And yet the Commanders seem to decide to out-bad the Bears for some reason on Thursday. Yeah, I oh, like man. that word. I like that word, out-bad the Bears. <laughs> out-bad the Bears. It's not grammatically correct, but we'll just run with it. Well, yeah, right, right. No, no, it is. It is whoops, sorry. It's not, but I, I, completely, <laughs> I completely agree with you. Um, but what a game DJ Moore had. I oh. mean... Oh, that yeah. guy, he came to life like you wouldn't believe. I think he, you know, he probably took some of the talk personal um, and decided to just go out there, three touchdowns, 230 yards, and just light Washington up. 230, could, 230 is outstanding. Oh, it's unreal. Place. In the NFL, you don't do that. And, and That's that, crazy. It's, that only, kind of my, it's only eight well, as well, eight targets. The number of targets, per, like <sighs> – you're talking at a 28.8 average is just insanity. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And what blew me away was, in, in just in watching the game, how wide open the the they were, the Bears receivers. I mm. could not believe it. They they It looked like a high school game in that sense. It's like, this is the NFL. Guys don't get wide open like that, but... They they were, and they made Justin Fields look like just you know the the next coming uh, of Steve Young or something. The problem, was, is, the big problem is with that is that this is against the Washington defense. These guys are supposed yeah. to be good. Everybody yeah. thought mm-hmm. they were, last year they were amazing. They were so pretty they, underrated. Yeah, yeah, they're Definitely. supposed they're supposed to be good. Like not, we're not like talking sort of sort of forty ers Cowboys level. Like uh-huh, right uh-huh. in the NFL right now, we're talking oh, about at least above average, above yeah. average, well above average, and yet, yeah, like you said, Brad, uh, they were just leaving that Bears receiving call wide open. Yeah, yeah, I I feel bad. 
I, I do feel bad for the Bears uh, running backs, though. They they got all the way down to, I think their, their only back they had left was their fullback um, <laughs> at, the, at the end of the game, uh, just because of all the injuries they yes. had. And stuff. So, yeah. so it, you know, I think coming out of this game, who are the Bears? Uh, you know, are, are they the Bears that we saw that beat a decent mm-hmm. Washington team, or are they the, the other Bears? So it'll be real interesting to see uh, just how this plays out in the next quarter. Yeah, they definitely were feeding off the emotion, I think, of Dick Butkus passing away yeah. early in the day as well. Yeah. Replayed yeah. in his memory. That's what I really think. They, they got a bit extra, bit of an extra emotional boost in a way. Like, I, I want to say, like, because he died, like, they got a boost, but like, they got a boost in wanting to honor him. So I, yes. I really thought that was really what they wanted to do, like, throughout the game. That's just what I saw yeah. from the Bears. They looked a lot better because it really felt like they're playing for something and for someone someone mm. so important their franchise one of the best linebackers one of the best defenders we'll ever see on a football field dick Bodkiss, one of the best guys out there he's one of the funniest guys too when he got twitter back in the day because about um five years ago he got twitter and ever since he was just posting the most funny shit he was just roasting fans ever ever since and unfortunately he passed away, so we're not going to see much of that anymore. But, you know, shout out to Dick. He's a great guy, man. But, right. indeed, the Bears did play in his honor. They, they did real well. DJ Moore, as you guys said, absolutely insane. Cost me a few matchups this week in fantasy, though. So, <laughs> I, I kind of wish it didn't happen. But, you know, happy happy for him. Happy for DJ Moore fantasy owners. But not for me, who came up against him in a few of those. Oh, boy. Well, I... Well, let's move on from that game. Let's go to Sunday football. Uh, how about we start mm. with the London game for this week, the second of the two London games for the Jags, who spent the entire week in London, and the Bills flew over to meet them. Unfortunately, though, the Bills forgot to actually fly over half the team, it would appear. Uh <laughs> Oh. No, the Bills choked. Basically, from from some of the stuff I read, the Bills decided that they would they would try and be sneaky and fly over on Friday, essentially forcing their players to stay awake for about fourteen hours before they, uh, you know, get a, so they can get acclimatized to London time to play the Jags during London time, so nine thirty a.m. US time. So it's very unusual time to be playing football as it is. But why Friday? It would seem that that really backfired against them. Uh, a lot of mm. a lot of Bills fans on Twitter afterwards bitching about the surface, saying that apparently it was concrete and all this sort of stuff. Well, like the Jags didn't have to play on the same surface, but mm. the Bills essentially choked in this one. They um. they should have walked after last week. After what we saw out of the Bills last week, Josh Allen uh, and especially Stefan Diggs should have absolutely been walking all over this team. And, yes, they had good numbers. Diggs had 121 yards and a TD. But you could tell he was very frustrated on the sideline, as seems to be the norm with Diggs as soon as nothing's, as soon as anything is not going right in, for the Bills. Yeah. He just gets the shits. Yeah. There seems to be a, a very, I don't know, I don't want to call it a culture problem, but you, you just you get the feeling that when everything's going right, everything's rosy and, and laughter in in Buffalo or for the Bills themselves, not just in Buffalo. But as soon as things don't 
particularly go their way. There's you've got players like Diggs or just smashing tablets and they're not talking to each other as in all the players. You know, you could see them on the sideline. It just seems to be there's a weird culture flux there. Hmm. It is yeah. it is strange. It is strange. There is, I mean, you know, th- there's a bit there might be some records set for most crying on that Bill sideline. <laughs> I swear to God. Like they, they might actually be setting the, the world record. And that must be the frustration of not winning a Super Bowl like this whole time. Yeah, it's Allen. kind of that's it's almost like a Super Bowl hangover, really, isn't it? Yeah, but it's oh, it's been since that divisional game against KC a few years ago. They've just, I, I, I don't know about them. It's just they've really just wanted to cry all the time. I don't know why. But a- anyway, like, just to say, like, the Bills, yeah, there's, there's a couple of problems here and there. I think the Jags really have made London a fortress, though. They've really gone out there, really been able to build a little bit of a fortress when playing these games. And they've really shown that, hey, they're still a decent football team. I think the shock of losing to the Texans was pretty big. There was a big shock with them losing to Houston a couple of weeks ago. But I think that loss aside, it was really an aberration. Like, that, this team's pretty good. They held KC to, what, 17 points um, a few weeks ago as well. Like, they haven't they haven't done much wrong across the board this um this. Jaguars team. It's actually a, a pretty decent team. I just think that Texans loss was really something that we we weren't sure. Um, we weren't sure what Jags team would come out after that, but they've shown they've shown that they're still a good team. Well, I think what you got to be excited about if you're the Jaguars is that you dominated time of possession, yardage third downs and Trevor Lawrence looked good. Um, yeah. Oh, he so, looked good. Yeah. Also yeah. the way he played looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good one there, Ian. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Uh uh I think what if I'm I'm if I have a concern with Jag- the Jaguars, it's their offensive line. Mm. They are so banged up um and just not playing well that that could stall everything. So that would be my concern. On the Bills' side, my biggest concern is they can't stop the run. Um, uh, You know, they made ETN look like Barry Sanders out there. So, and ETN's a good back, but but he's not as electric, in my opinion, uh, as as what he showed. So, and, and then the Bills on the other side, on the Bills' offense, they couldn't run the ball. Um, so they're gonna have to make some adjustments and they will, they're, they're a great team. Um, but I think this was more a statement of Jacksonville stepped up and, and played a good game. Plus he had the travel. Um, so I think everything fell Jacksonville's way and, and they're, they're lucky for it. Man, John, what's, it seems something strange is going on with James Cook as well. Yeah, yeah more, they, had minus four yards in this game, and only oh. uh, yeah, and only twenty nine last week in that forty eight twenty win over the Dolphins. It, mm. It's been bad. I mean, I I read somewhere today that was the fewest rushing yards by a team since twenty sixteen. 
that's how bad the Bills were today. Uh, sorry, in that London game. So it, it's actually really what what has happened with the Bills is just they haven't looked good at all. They've just they've just really needed a running attack. And they they're probably the best case example of why you need a rushing attack in the NFL. Still, even in a passing league, you need that run, you still need that run game to succeed. Yeah, they were absolutely. just absolutely blown off the park just because they didn't have any run game at all. It was so bad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're still at three and two, though. So they are still up there, but AFC East. Oh, the is... two is the bad part, I think. That's really what it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. I like Jags at three and two, though. AFC South is, is wow. The AFC South turns out that it's, yeah. uh, it's turned out to be yeah. an amazing division so far. Uh, yeah. Big game next week, Jags and Colts as well. That's going to be very interesting to watch. Winner takes the lead in the South. Yeah. So that's going to be good. So speaking of the South, how about oh. we talk about the Houston Texans who choked against the Atlanta Falcons, basically just giving oh. the game away at the end of the game. Well, Sorry, I mean, I mean, the irony of what you just said, choked to the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, didn't <laughs> the Packers, like, choked the 12-point lead to them, and now they were actually driving down the field for game-winning field goal? Wait, the Falcons aren't the ones choking? Falcons aren't the ones choking anymore, Ian? No, no, surprisingly not. This This game was outstanding by Desmond Ritter. This is a Ritter game, and it just it, mm. it's changed. Oh, we got on him, especially me. I got on him saying he wasn't the one, and and why why are they still sticking with him? But here we are. This is this seems to be why twenty eight of thirty seven, three hundred twenty nine yards, and a TD, no interceptions. So it seems oh, to be wow. a Ritter game. Brad, yeah. did you see? Yeah. Did you see a bit more of the Smash Mouth football that you you like this week? I did. I, I'm a, I, you know, I, I admit I'm a Falcons tragic. So, um, <laughs> I, I watched every play of that game. So, uh, yeah. And it, I couldn't believe it. It was, it was a quiet 329, in my opinion. And I was with you, Ian. I was ready to throw Ritter out the door last week, but he really delivered this, this week. So I was quietly impressed, ran for that touchdown as well. Um, you know, and I just, I love their style of play. I do. I'll admit it. I know it's, it's not for a lot of people, especially the younger people in today's day and age, they like a lot more 49ers and Miami and that kind of flash, which is great. But I just love the Falcons with how they're so dynamic with their run game. Um, it was exciting. And, you know, CJ Stroud on the, on the Texan side, I think, uh, I still think he's the best rookie quarterback by far, uh, but he was inconsistent in, in this in this game. So he only what had two forty nine, twenty for thirty five. Um, but you know you you can't really win that many games when you're only putting up nineteen points. So uh, especially with all those field goals they had. But uh, mm-hmm. if the Falcons can keep this keep it going, you know, kudos to them. Yeah, yeah, Manjot, we saw, yeah, we saw, you know, the the big the big change in this game from the Falcons was Kyle Pitts. 
We saw Cole finally, Pitts. Finally. Finally, the Falcons, the, gods. the Falcons the have figured gods. out that Cole Pitts exists in, in, on the Atlanta team. And he's still there. <laughs> yeah, Cole Pitts is a football player, everyone, for the Atlanta Falcons. He's a tight end. I just wanted, just wanted to remind... All possibly, viewers, possibly one of the exists. possibly one of the most gifted tight ends we've ever seen. Yeah, the, the Atlanta, highest drafted tight end ever. And yes. the Atlanta Falcons yeah. have finally figured it out. Yeah, it's finally. I mean, just bless everyone, especially the fantasy gods, because it was incredible what what we saw from Kyle Pitts. I mean, seven catches, eighty-seven yards. That is something crazy. I saw an even crazier stat that I'm going to mention in another recap that's coming up soon. But boy, Kyle Pitts just being so underused finally gets to be used in the receiving game. It's something that a lot of people have been wanting them to use for a long time. He's just been so underutilized yep. in that offense. And to finally see him out there and doing receiving numbers too, it, it's just great. It's I think, just that, great for the I think that, that was honestly the difference. There was that there was the run game that, that Brad talked about. So you like get a lot of Bijan Robinson and Tyler Agier and, and of course Ritter with his with his little runs and stuff. Little runs. That's so disrespectful, Ian. With his small runs. <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, no, Ian. Don't get cancelled. No, no. Let, let's not get G'day Gridiron cancelled. Um, free Gridiron. <laughs> free GG. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think Pitts was the difference here. Pitts, Pitts mm. was definitely the difference for the Falcons here. And, and it's possibly a big reason that they got him over, got him over the line. But I mean that last drive, that final drive, the the field goal drive to, to win the game, they seem to just go down the just down the field with ease in that, mm. that drive. The the Texans really just threw it away in that in that regard. They could have easily, it was definitely should have been three and three here. They should have left this game three and three rather with a with a win. But instead, yeah. they uh, sorry, they should have left this game three and two. With a win, hmm. uh, but instead it's the reverse. They're two on three after playing some actually some quality football, which nobody ever expected. So, hopefully, yeah, the Texans... they need a bit more, <clears throat> bit more red zone conversion for sure. Yeah, yeah. so hopefully, hopefully we thing. see a bit more from the Texans next week. But let's move on. Uh, Panthers versus Lions. The Lions mm. smashed the Panthers forty-two to twenty-four at home. Yeah, absolutely destroyed them. The Lions are really stamping their stranglehold uh, on on this season, on twenty twenty three. Jared Goff again, man, twenty and twenty eight. Like, and then the eight that he missed weren't like they they weren't on Jared Goff either. Not a lot of them. He does hmm. his stats could have been way better. David Montgomery again though, one hundred and nine oh. yards on the ground again. Oh. And and then let's yeah. talk about more. We got. This is this was a tight end week all round. Yes. Yeah. Sam Laporta. Hello. Yep. What are we doing? Where is this guy? Where has he been? Oh. He's just amazing. Here comes the stat. Here <laughs> comes the stat I was talking about with Pitts. Carl Pitt, uh, um, Laporta in five career games has already got as many career touchdowns as Carl Pitts. Free. Oh yeah, goodness! That that is just how underutilized Carl Pitts was. So perfect wow. segue right there to talk about Laporta. <laughs> that's oh boy, that's it's crazy. I mean, well, you know, you hear linebacker and tight end are two positions that take a long time to mm. to get comfortable in the NFL. 
And not anymore, at least, at least not for Laporta. I mean, that dude is coming out there and just blazing. So hats mm. off to him. Hats off to the OC uh, for, you know, getting him the ball and him taking advantage of all the opportunities. So I, yeah. I, I was thoroughly impressed. And, and I think, Ian, you said it, you know, Montgomery at running back. So, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think after this game, I know it was against Carolina, okay? So we got to cool our jets a little bit. But um, I think the, the way the Lions are playing with consistency, the, you know, and the fact that they did beat Kansas City, uh, I think they're up there right behind uh, the 49ers and the Eagles in terms of the top tier. Yeah. I agree with that, 100%. Uh, if you talk about linebackers real quick, I just got to give a shout-out. Alex Anzalone, he had a good yes. game, 11, yeah, 11 tackles. I was really impressed with him all across the field. Um, He did come out after game, said his parents are stuck in Israel as well with what's going on there, very scary Is situation. That yeah, that's what's going on with Alex Anzalone at the moment. So he was playing with a very heavy heart. His parents are actually stuck in Israel um, at the moment. So hopefully mm. everything's good. Over there, um, he's he's been pleading with the president and everything, um, just to get his parents home. So hopefully, a good story comes out of that. Um, no bad stories out of that. Hopefully, it's all good with Alex Anzalone and his parents. But he had an amazing game. Uh, Josh Reynolds as well catching the touchdown. Um, the other, uh, golf touchdown. How about that trick play though? That golf to Laporta touchdown, the trick play, absolutely cool. incredible. I enjoyed watching that. That was that was beautiful. I think I think at the time I said in the chat, I was like, it's bloody beautiful, man. It was just absolutely incredible. Absolutely loved the trickery there. Very brave play. Really put the Pampers to the sword. Love what this Lions team is doing. Well, the, and, and the fact that they're four for four in the red zone is huge. Yep. I mean, that's 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 impressive. Yeah, in, incredible, incredible performance. For yeah. for the Pampers, though, just one area of concern. They gotta use Mars Sanders a lot better. I just yeah. I think we said I think we I it. think we've said that the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. we it's, have. But it's really getting to that point it's, where it's oh they it's don't have hard. a lot of they don't have a lot of weapons and they just seem to not be using them. I mean big mad props to Adam Thielen, who's yeah, gone Thielen. down there and eleven receptions from thirteen targets, 107 yards and a TD. He thirteen targets. That's incredible. It is. And that that's that's mm. more than Thielen would have been getting it in Minnesota mm. and he's mm. playing, I, I don't know. I, it's just, it's, it's not a huge skill group. There's skill position guys, but they're not real skilled uh, and no. their offensive line needs to do something about stopping Bryce Young getting pressured and sacked. They just, yeah. they're just yeah. going to kill this kid. Um, and, and I don't know how much longer Carolina are really going to just deal with it this season, but they are, Oh and five right now, so they definitely need to make some kind of change. It's you can't just keep going into this hole. Yeah, you know, I don't know. You just make good QBs bad in the end. Well, and, yeah, and it'd be one thing if they were going to have their draft pick, but um, without that draft pick, then especially, you know, yeah, you, you play to win. It's going to be a hard twenty twenty four if they keep it up. That's for sure. Like it's it's, it's going to be twenty twenty five and beyond before we really start seeing any kind of meaningful football out of Bryce Young and the Panthers. So it's just the way mm. it's going to be if they keep going this way. 
They need to figure out something. Otherwise, they're going to have to spend a lot in free agency. Oh, they don't even have their draft pick, which would be first overall yeah. as well. Mm. They gave up so much to get Bryce Young too, just reading across the board. Potentially, you're giving up Caleb Williams, um, Marvin Harrison. Potentially, you have... um. Potentially give up Jalen Carter as well, a couple second round picks. I mean, it's a lot, lot of a price, but I think it'll be worth it at the end of the day. I think Bryce Young's gonna come good. They just need to take it patiently. I think so too. Well, we've we've already talked about two of the AFC South teams, so let's talk about the other two, where mm-hmm. the Colts welcomed in the Titans, and the Colts broke two streaks in this game, two historical streaks. Up until this game, the Titans had beaten them seven times in a row at, at home in Indianapolis, and the Titans had won the last five games that the, the pair had played. The Colts broke both that, those streaks this week, going running away 23-16 to 16 winners in the end after some great plays. Unfortunately, though, the Colts, Anthony Richardson sustained an injury, mm-hmm. went down with an AC joint in, in, injury. Thankfully, though, for the Colts, they were wise enough to sign my boy Gardner Minshew in the offseason. Came in and finished off the Titans, finishing with a massive 155 yards to his name. No, I'm kidding. It was a huge game by by, by Minshew, just steadying the ship. Great presence of mind from the Colts to, to know that uh, Richardson... Well, I don't know. Would, would they have known he's injury-prone at the start of the season? Because this is the third injury this season. And you can't get on him for one yeah. risk. So there is a big yeah. risk there. One of them, one of them was a concussion. Fine, that's just going to happen, especially the QBs with hits and all this, all the like. But he's had a leg injury, and now he's got a shoulder injury. So there seems to be, um, we seem to have a, a bit of a risky QB on our hand here. I would think. Yeah, I I, I agree, and. You got to be in this for the long term. I mean, they're designing the offense to, you know, in that Hertz mold. Um, mm. But but Hertz was way more durable than than what Richardson has proven to be. So you got to be a little bit worried if you're the Colts fans because he can't keep getting dinged up like that. And he's only a rookie. Those injuries take their toll over time. They don't just go away and your body returns to a hundred percent. But they do have an effect over time, and I really hope they can learn how to protect them. The offensive line did a good job. I mean, you saw that with their run game. So, I mean, with Moss getting all those yardages. So, Mm. hats off to that O-line who, you know, last year everybody thought they were going to be amazing, and then they come in and stink it up. So, I think they have a lot of pride in themselves. Mm. Um, And, you know, congratulations to them. For doing it, Tennessee, you look woeful. Uh, I don't even know how you've won two games. So it's it it amazes me. But um, you know, hats off to the Colts, Manjot. Yeah, speaking of Zach Moss, Zach Moss absolutely balled out in a week where we finally saw a contract extension for Jonathan Taylor and the Colts. Mm. JT yeah, signing, reaching an agreement with the Colts <laughs> on a three-year, $42 million contract extension, including $26.5 million guarantee, which uh, really moves the numbers for RBs in the league again. But Zach Moss absolutely balling out in the same week. 
where where JT was back for just a few carries. This is because obviously they're going to ramp him up. This is the good signs for the Colts in their run game. Yeah, I mean they got two balls out there. Um, I think that's real good. You got to have a good by committee approach. I think a lot of teams like the Dolphins, the 49ers, Eagles, all the successful teams not only have one good running back, like one great running back, but they also have a lot of good running backs behind them as well. I think really Kyle Shanahan started that, Mike McDaniels continued it, and then guys like the Eagles systems and all of that have shown. So the Colts obviously developing from that Eagles system where last year they had Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, and this year they have Rashad Penny and who was it, Swift, and all mm. these guys still going. It, it's it really shows that they're still committed. Shane Stark is still committed to that sort of game mold where he wants multiple running backs to really be dominant. And I think that's the way to go in the NFL. I mean, you can have great pass catches and everything, but just like I said with the Bills, if you don't have a good run game, then you're not going to go anywhere, even in the modern NFL where it's a pass-heavy league. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Any other positive, I guess, out of this game would have been for the Titans. Uh, New Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, finally, man. Had, had a, he, finally, he finally, a game. I don't think it's – it was a great game. It's a great game by Hopkins, but I don't think it's the – Hopkins are old yet. This isn't the, the guy that we know. Uh, this is still but a very good game Can, and from that. 140 yeah. yards from – I still think seven. he's held back by Tannehill a lot. That's yeah. really the concern. And he's, he's going to be on this. Uh, Tannehill doesn't have an arm. Everybody knows that. Oh, man, Derrick Henry almost threw a touchdown to Hopkins. Just went out <laughs> the back of the end zone. Ah, uh, man, I, I was like second week in a row going to get Derrick to throw a TD and it just went outside the back. Just led Hopkins too far. Oh, boy, that would have been huge if they got that. Would have made a lot of a closer game. Yep. Yeah, for sure it would have. All right, let's move on to the Giants and the Dolphins. It's down in Miami. Uh, 31 to 16, the Dolphins come away with it, coming off the back of that loss, to the, that big loss to the Bills. They've really come back and shown that we we definitely saw a different team last week. Huge numbers again from the Dolphins players. Tua with 22 or 30, 308 yards, two TDs. Uh, Devon Achan again, 151 yards on the ground. Mostert, 65 yards on the ground. Tyreek Hill, 181 yards through the air from, from eight receptions. We talk about averages before, 22.6. It's just unreal. Yeah. This is uh, this Dolphins team is still – they're an absolute buzzsaw. Yeah. I think the one thing for the Dolphins, though, I was a bit concerned about Tua's performance because he also did throw a couple picks as well, including a pick six. So it really could have got – a lot better for them, actually, if it wasn't for those couple of picks. I think that's really where a bit of concern there. I mean, I know Tua still played pretty decently apart from those two passes, but still would have not liked to see that on stat sheet. Anyway, look, going on to the Giants, their team, that's a mess. It's just, it's horrible so what's it's, going on It's there. everywhere, isn't it? Brad, it's everywhere. Oh, uh, yeah, and I, you just... I, you know, I was going to say, oh, their defense actually played decent in the sense that they held Miami to 31, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the Broncos. <laughs> I mean, they gave up over 500 yards, 
total. They it was and that was only on fifty four plays compared to the Giants had sixty eight plays. So it's oh. just it was just woeful um, all around. They got they, they did get Darren Waller going a little bit, so that's good, I guess. But there's there's a whole lot of just trash. And, you know, I don't know what the status is on Daniel Jones with his injury now. If he's if he's hurt, if Barkley's hurt, it, this could be – they could end up with the number one pick. Imagine that. Imagine that. Oh, yeah. I think if I was the Giants, I'd love to have Caleb Williams, though. I just oh, you need yeah. to give him help, though. You need to yeah. give him help. There's absolutely nothing on that team. That team – literally looks like it's probably taking the biggest downgrade of any team this year. It's woeful what's going on there. Yeah, I just – look, I know, and I do have to admit, Daniel Jones, I don't know. He's not as great a quarterback as as some people want to suggest, but it's not all on him. That O-line is horrible. Horrible, yeah. horrible, horrible, and 100%. even a even a a mediocre quarterback can't play with such a horrible O line. You, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, it's they they got to do something there, um, and they just they haven't been investing the picks, the draft picks into it, and you're seeing the fruits of that. Yeah, is so. Let's move on from this one. Let's go to oh, the. The absolute flogging this week. There always seems to be one every week now. Uh, so yeah. this week, the Patriots decided that they would bring <laughs> a third string, a third string team onto the field at Foxborough at home, no le- no less. Who yes. got beaten by yeah. a Saints team that was absolutely woeful last week, thirty four nil. They got beaten in this game. In it, just beggars belief. Derek Carr still threw again at 26 attempts with that shoulder, same shoulder injury that that Anthony Richardson has. Although I suspect that Derek Carr is the kind of uh, absolute cyborg that would just keep running out there anyway. Yeah, Mac Jones though, Manjot. I have to. We we get on. We've gotten on about QBs. We've argued about QBs this this year already. So I feel confident in asking you this question. Mac Jones, for the second week in a row, got benched for the fourth quarter, and it was Bailey Zappy time. Surely we have seen the end of Mac Jones. Oh, the end of the era. I reckon it's over. I mean, look, it's just been woeful. I just... I I have been a certified Mac Jones hater. I'm just going to straight up say it. He... He has not even inspired me. Ever since he came out in the draft process, I, I was just like, this guy, his ceiling is just going to be absolutely the mid-quarterback. That is it. Like, that's all you get. I don't think and he'd his... be good enough to be a backup at the moment. Oh, no. He's reached his ceiling. His ceiling was reached in his rookie season. That was it. He was done. I mean, I asked patient press followers, is the Mac Jones era over? 86%. This was 54 votes to nine said, yes, it's over. It is over. Uh-huh. And I agree with, I agree with my followers out there, man. Th- that is as convincing of a statement as you need on Mac Jones right now. Everyone is done with this guy. He, he cannot do well. 22 attempts, 110 yards. That is 
five yards an attempt. That is real woeful. Two interceptions. It's this horrible. guy is woeful. Horrible. 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 Absolutely confirms everything I was saying about him in the lead up to the draft. He just was absolutely not the right pick for the Patriots. They better be hoping they're tanking to get Caleb Williams. I mean, I thought that was just a meme. It's at the start of the season where they're like, it would be such a Belichick thing to tank for Caleb Williams. Well, now it's a reality. They should be tanking for Caleb. I mean, this team is just so woeful. There's nothing, no speed. There is no, it's just a very vanilla team across the board. No speed anywhere. It's just a really bad yeah, team. No skill position, guys. Ah, man, and it all starts at quarterback. I reckon just yep. just how woeful it is with Mac Jones. Well, I it's think it's horrible. I think it starts elsewhere than quarterback. Look, let's, let's before I ask Brad a question, we should just give a little bit of love to the Saints here. They were obviously yep. they were obviously good in this game. You don't win thirty four to nil against a bad team yep. if you're not actually good because scoring points just isn't isn't as easy as it would seem. Alvin Kamara all the way back here, 80, uh, 22 carries, eighty yards, TD. In this, it's good to see him get the ball after coming out of uh, a prison there, um, Michael. And that was a that's a shout out, that's a, a a shout out to his meme that he posted with him getting out and coming back. Uh, good to see Michael Thomas with some yards, sixty five yards. They were good here, but oh, free I think me for my jail too. By the way, you with Michael Thomas jail, um, Brad. Brad, I guess the big story though, and the big talking point that everyone's been talking about out of this on. The uh, Patriots side is sh- surely we've, we're going to have to see a change in the actual coaching ranks here in uh, in New England. It's it's like Belichick is, I guess, he just either he can't relate to the way the players are now, or he's he's lost not lost those players. I think he just can't relate to the players the way the game is now. Yeah, I I don't I don't know I don't know um, I re- I really don't. I think I don't know. I don't think you're going to see a change this season. I think uh, he's he's going to be on the hot seat, definitely. But he has to take all the responsibility. The guy is is he's asked for full control. He's been mm-hmm. given full control. He's the one making all these decisions. He's the one that brings out this just absolute trash of a product. If I'm Robert Kraft, I am. Yes, and you know, mm. no, yeah. So there's there's no ifs ands or buts about it. I mean, they put up a hundred and fifty yards. So it's. I think what blows me away is the fact that all he did that their offense was woeful last season. And so what does he do? What are all his big changes that he makes? He brings in Bill O'Brien. That's it, Bill O'Brien. And he expects everything to be different. And it it's it just doesn't work like that. And so I, I do think there is a little bit of the that okay, have have has time passed him by. Yeah. Um, I mean his coaching yeah. record stands for what it is, but um, there's no yeah. denying that him mm-hmm. as GM, he's the last few drafts yeah. have been pretty woeful. Oh yeah, abysmal, abysmal. Yeah. So I and I think you're all the the conversation's only going to get louder and louder um, if they don't dramatically turn it around, which I don't think they will. Yeah, there's no. not this season, that's for sure. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be interesting to see how we're going forward. Let's go on to one of the uh, the 
the upsets. Well, another upset for this week was the Steelers, who were woeful the last Ooh. few weeks, are now at three and two. This is such a Mike Tomlin stat. The Steelers are now at three and two after beating the Ravens seventeen to ten at home. It's On such, top of the division. Top of the, top division. of the division. It's such that is crazy. such a Mike Tomlin stat to come out and play some of the worst football you can possibly play. <laughs> yes. yes. Have oh. your entire your entire stadium, your entire fan base still chanting to fire your OC. Every play, apparently, every time they ran the ball on first down, which was every first down, nearly almost, the entire stadium booed. This is this is reports out there. <laughs> entire yeah. stadium booed because yep. Matt Canada's offense is so predictable. That's what it was. But what was the winning one? And I don't know, Brad, whether you watched much of this, but Manjot, the winning TD, it was Kenny Pickett changing the play. Yeah. And throwing an absolute dart of a deep ball to George Pickens right touchdown. down the field for a full, for a touchdown. And he changed his yeah. play. There has been some I don't know, Brad, if you've seen this, I know I Mayor John, I know Mayor John I has for the sure. Footage, There's man. footage of it. No, I haven't seen it. There's footage of it, and then you can hear Kenny Pickett in the footage. They the play that they, they changed it to, they call Randy after mm. Randy Moss. And he yeah, just started right. and he just and he just started saying, um, what was he saying? Randy clutch, Randy clutch, Randy clutch, Randy clutch. And, <laughs> and, and the footage I saw Ian. He took over. I... He took over. Kenny Pickett took over. Yeah. And then this is the thing though. Whenever Kenny Pickett takes over, whenever the QB takes over, whatever they do in the fourth quarters, they've been amazing. The first three mm-hmm. quarters have been terrible. The Steelers need to figure out whatever it is that they do in that fourth quarter. They need to figure mm. out what what's going wrong in those three quarters. What goes right in the fourth quarter? What's wrong in the, th- the first three quarters? And then figure it out. Like, it should be yeah. easy at that point to go, oh, well, well that's the problem. And is the problem yeah. Matt Canada's predictive off- offense? Most yeah. likely. I mean, I mean, in the footage I saw on that winning touchdown in the coach's box, everyone's cheering. Oh, yes, I saw this too. Matt Canada sitting there blank face. are you? <laughs> How much this guy wanted to run on third and one, his play call gets changed. It is a touchdown. You should be happy for your team. And yet you're just being an asshat sitting there. You're just disappointed <laughs> because your play didn't get run, which would have probably been a minus one yard loss. Like that is just <laughs> what shows what Matt Canada is. This guy should be out of the league, bro. Like he actually has to go. He, it's so bad watching the Steelers offense with him. He has to go like now. The win is just going to be like sugarcoating over what his shit ass coach has done it is just <laughs> abysmal i hate that game, it is man. I, I hate just, him just we got we, to... brad brad we're back to full rant shot this week yeah, yeah no, i no, hate no, this yeah, guy too. i hate this guy oh, wow. i mean do you, don't you guys just hate watching the steelers like there's oh, all the talent wide receiver i think brad... harris should be a better running back jayla warren should be a better running back and this guy is literally holding back the team, running plays that are literally from Madden, that are literally just short slants all the time. I hate Matt Canada with all my life. And <laughs> what I hate more, what I hate more from this game, the Ravens wide receivers, the Ravens tight ends. 
You guys could not catch a damn ball. You couldn't catch a cold. You couldn't catch anything I've that I could give you. I, I swear to God, I, I've, I've not never seen, seen that I, I've not seen a worse performance out of out of an entire set of skill skill players in a long time. And they've yeah. got some numbers in this, but if it wasn't for Lamar Jackson, this could have been a much bigger loss. Yeah, and people want to put on Lamar for that late game interception. I mean, that was bad. But yeah, honestly, that was bad. That was on Lamar. They dropped three touchdowns. They did. They yep. dropped three. You can't they would have no. put the shit this shit away. You can't I mean, drop those. You can't Lamar? drop those balls and expect to win games. What more did Lamar have to do? Anyway, that's my rant over. Brad, yeah. go ahead, man. Dissect this no, one. No, no, I think I think you've said it enough, man. John, you want to move uh, on? You want to move on, Brad? I think you encapsulated. Yeah, I I think you guys hit the nail on the head. Pittsburgh offense is woeful. They're lucky to win the game. Uh, I I want to see more Kenny Pickett uh, taking oh, over. Yeah, just for yep. the pure drama of the situation. Um, and Baltimore, if you listen close, you can still hear him dropping balls. It's just yeah, it's gross. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh no. All right, let's move on then. Let's move on to the Eagles and the Rams. The Eagles are just powering on back. They're at five and zero oh, uh, in the NFC right now. Or they're five and zero. Oh, sorry, in the league right now. Uh, Twenty three to fourteen over the Los Angeles Rams. Hard. Uh, I don't know. Know what to say. It's not like the. Uh, it's not like I think a lot of us would have expected the Rams to win this game against the Eagles. Anyway, they sure tried really damn well. Cooper Cup came out. In his first game back after injury, only I think he was only elevated from injury on Thursday, maybe Friday. Yeah, I think it was was real late in the week. Yeah, eight receptions from twelve targets, one hundred and eighteen yards, and then Pukunakua still there, seven from eleven for seventy-one and a touchdown. It's going to be some good things for the Rams going forward, but there's no way that we're going to beat the might of the Eagles here. Anyway, I mean, Hurts alone, 72 yards on the ground after as well as 303 in the air. Uh, he's Jalen Hurts, I think. is This is what we start. We're starting to see the Jalen Hurts of la, at the end of last season, those big, mean feats where it was him dominating a game and really carrying the team. We're, we're starting to see it now come alive. And when he's got guys like A.J. Brown with 127 yards and Dallas got it with 117 uh, just it's good, good things for the Eagles. Yeah, I, I think you're you're exactly right. The, the Hurts is just looking like he is unstoppable. He's looking like his MVP form, and I like I love the way the Eagles got Dallas Goddard involved. You could see that right at the beginning. I think he caught the first pass of the game, but you you could see that right at the beginning of the game they were going to be very intentional about going to him. Uh the Rams I think do have a lot going for them long term, but they've already overexceeded expectations in my opinion. I mean everybody thought they were going to stink it up. Uh but it's it was great to see Cup back out on the field and especially in that first half. He didn't do much in the second half. But in that first half, he was lighting it up. So hats off to the Eagles. You know, it's it's looking like it's going to be Eagles 49ers. Do they play each other in the regular season? Week 13. Week 13. Oh, that's that's going to be a good game. I circled it. Well, you I've say that now, but the game that was supposed to be a good game this week wasn't hey, a hey, good hey. game either. We're not so gonna, let's, let's, moving on. Moving on. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Man, you got Eagles, Rams? <laughs> Eagles, Rams. I mean, 
I watch I watch a good portion of this uh when waiting for that Niners game and honestly it it was it was really looking like the Eagles of old but I've got to say a lot of teams have been hanging around the Eagles this year they haven't been dominant compared to the too 49ers. many I, I agree they're too many yeah. I, yep. I think the Niners have looked a lot more dominant than the Eagles this yeah. season, and that's coming from an unbiased perspective as well. I'm, I'm curious I, I about think... we, we talk about teams like teams coming back to the mean or or whatever, and I'm curious to know whether it's the Eagles coming back to the mean or mm-hmm. the mean coming to the Eagles. Yeah, like it, it's it's I've been watching this the last couple of weeks, Mandra. Exactly what you're saying, whether it's the league catching up to what the Eagles were doing last season or whether it's the Eagles just with a few different things going on, loss of players, yeah. loss they of coach, lost both coordinators. Losses, yeah, yeah. loss of coaching staff, et cetera, whether that's brought them back towards the league. Mm, yeah. I mean, out of all of their games, except for the Bucks game where they blew out the Bucks, each of the, the other four games were pretty much close to the end. I mean, they won this one by two scores, but really if you watched it, yeah, they only really got the last couple field goals towards the end of the game. So, mm. really, I think there is still a chance for other teams to catch up to the Eagles. They're not world beaters yet. I think this week coming up against the Jets, they can really stamp their foot, show everyone they're still really dominant. But apart from that, so far this year, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, for sure. Right, let's keep on rolling. Bengals, Cardinals. The Bengals finally turn up. Joe Burrow finally leads this team to what we all thought should happen, and they beat the Cardinals, who's still a very plucky team, especially in the first half. Still Arizona hanging around, like really just hammering teams in the first half and really taking it to them. The Bengals come away, though, with the staying power, 34-20 to 20. in the end. Joe Burrow had an amazing game. Uh, the first one of the season, the really good one of the season, earlier win uh, that they had earlier in the season. I don't think you really could have called it a Burrow game, but he was definitely all the way back. I think uh, I heard in an interview this uh, after this that he um, he basically said that this is the first game since the injury where he hasn't felt the injury. So that's a, a very good sign for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good to hear that. I think he was back to his best. Watching him, he was just absolutely slinging that thing on on Sunday. It was incredible what we were seeing from Joe Burrow. I thought, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen his best this year uh, because of that injury. But Jamar Chase went off. The hat-trick of touchdowns, incredible. I mean, I played against a guy in fantasy who had both – he had all three of Burrow, Chase, and DJ Moore. So I absolutely got spanked in that matchup. So, uh, yeah, um, prayers up for me. Um, But honestly, you look at this guy, Joe Burrow, it, it's good to see him back. It's good to see him back to his best. I just think I think the, uh, the Bengals themselves, they really need to uh, keep being consistent. Consistency is the key for this team. Well, I think as as much as Joe Burrow w- was back, so was Jamar Chase, and you know yeah. you can you can make the argument chicken or the egg, which one comes first, but uh, those two need to stay together. They really complement each other. I mean, for Chase to pull down uh, all those receptions and 192 yards, it was just it was pretty unreal. Uh, so it's great to see. I I always had faith 
the, the Bengals, I guess, would turn it around just because of what they did last year when they came out zero and two, and then and then really turned it on. Um, but th- it definitely took them a little bit longer. I like what they were doing with the uh, play action. They had a lot of play action stuff, and I think that just plays to into Burrow's uh, favor. So, and and on the Cardinal side, when are they going to take the 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 that leap from? Uh, I was reading an article on ESPN about it. When are they going to take that leap from being competitive to winning games? So mm-hmm. they're they're being competitive, and then they're and they're hanging in there. But that only can get you so far. They got they got to turn it around, and start winning the games. And I don't think they're too far off from that. But I'm not sure if Dobbs is the answer. Um, it, yeah. So, but I, I are... don't think I don't think he's the answer long term. But they've got also got a brutal schedule. This first part was yeah. always, and I think we talked about that earlier in the season that the first yeah, part did. of their schedule was brutal, cons- considering the teams you got to, uh, you were going up against, and it doesn't stop there either. I mean, they got the Rams next week, and then the Seahawks. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's only going to get it's going to get a little bit harder for them before it gets easier. Mm. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the New York Jets, who come away with their second win of the season over the Denver Broncos, thirty-one to twenty-one. It wasn't a Zach Wilson game, though. It was a Brees Hall game. Yes, Brees Hall finally smashing it up in my fantasy team, even though I've just taken a massive hit with some news that came out as well. Uh, 22 carries, 177 yards and a TD. It was great that the reports this week where they said that they were going to finally unleash him, and they did. And look what happens. What a rushing game. Again, you don't have a run game. You don't have a you, – you don't win games. So that was a, a, a big, big thing this week. We'd like to see another another tight end here, another big tight end game here. Tyler Conklin, former Minnesota hey. Viking Tyler Conklin, comes out with 67 yards here. We'd love to see a bit more out of Garrett Wilson, though, since he didn't lead, lead the receiving. But when you've got Zach Wilson throwing to you uh, in an offense that probably isn't designed, still isn't designed for Zach Wilson, then it is what it is. Hmm. Yeah, I, this was a this is a interesting game. I I can't believe the Jets are two and three. Uh, you know, just in watching them, but it was it was fun to see their defense. You know, do that scoop and score at the end of the game, and that mm. and they did enough to win. And this may be the recipe uh, for them going forward. Mm. You know, I I know this is kind of what they were hoping for a little bit in terms of just being able to hand the ball off to Hall grind the clock out and, and do all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, the thing with Zach is he didn't play that great, but he didn't play horrible. Uh, that miss, He mismanaged the clock in the first half, cost him a field goal. Uh, he threw the interception, which obviously was very, very costly. But um, I didn't think it was Zach Wilson of old, so to speak. It, it'll be interesting to see just how they go in their next game. Yeah, 
I mean, with the yeah. bro- with the Broncos, oh, man, it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> I was waiting. I was yeah. waiting for you. I was, I was wondering. You're when waiting you... for it. You're I was waiting. Wait- I was waiting for for yeah. red shot on Russell I'm Wilson. I'm back. I'm back. I mean, <laughs> look, Russ played horribly. Defense played horribly again. It's just a whole shit show. Sean Payton talking shit about Nathaniel Hackett in preseason. Only for Hackett to absolutely dismantle his team. Just, I mean, I know he's the only Oak OC over there, but still, I mean, it's real bad over there with Denver. It's even already in the Jets. Already is it real? Yeah, it's just a real, just something that comes back to bite you in the ass sort of statement right there. I think Sean Payton. Even he can't fix this football team. He's a good coach, but he can't fix this football team. There's a lot of problems starting deep. They could really trade away a few more stars. I think even Pat Sertan could be on the trade block at this point. Uh, I'm hoping so as a Niners fan that he goes to the Niners, but uh, I just think, you know, just anything's on the table. They said almost any defensive players on the trade block right now. I mean, they already trade Randy Gregory during the week. So, they could be selling. They could be selling anyone at any point of this week. It's it's going to be a dumpster fire. There could be a fire sale real soon. In they got they got uh, they got to come up against the Chiefs on Thursday night too in a short week. Oh, so and then they got then they play the Packers ten days later. So and then the Chiefs again. By the way, uh, so oh, they're going to have the brutal. Chiefs Chiefs twice in in uh, a couple of weeks here. Uh, it's the. For Denver, this schedule is is brutal, really brutal. And yeah. you're right, man, Jot. They need to either figure out something quick or start really getting rid of some guys really quick because yeah. there's not a lot of light at the end of the tunnel until later in the season for them. And and by then, I think a few of these these worst teams, these bad teams, are probably going to figure themselves out enough to still well, be able. By to then, beat. their season's done. They're not. Oh, the season's playoffs. done. Yeah. I don't. I think their season's done. It's already done. done. Yeah, it's already yeah. done. Yeah, they're one and four. I think it's already done. Yeah. Um, and they were lucky to beat the Bears. So. Yeah. Right. yeah. Exactly. Let's move on to this week's Minnesota disappointment. Oh, uh, I like how you said this. Yeah. This week's Minnesota disappointment. Yeah, we literally just this got the breaking news. This we week's episode. This news. week's episode in the Minnesota disappointment train, where uh, the Chiefs came to Minnesota and ended up winning twenty-seven to twenty after another few gaffes from massive gaffes from Minnesota, and it started with a a fumble. In, on the first possession of the game, which was really costly for them, KC ended up scoring off that play or off that that uh, that fumble. And then, despite the the Vikings having the ball again in the final minutes with a chance to tie games and, and win games, or previous to that, being able to hold Minnesota uh, to hold the Chiefs to a, a much lower score, just couldn't do it. Uh, the breaking news that Manjot just talked about, it is yeah. Tuesday as we're recording this, and it has just come out on Twitter. Justin Jefferson went down with an injury, a, a leg injury in during the game. The breaking news is now that the Vikings are placing Jefferson on IR, and he is expected to miss the next four games, That's uh, which is, of yeah. course, at Chicago, 49ers, at Green Bay, and at Atlanta. He will then be reevaluated to see whether he would have to miss more time. So 
absolutely uh, rip the mm. side of Vikings, rip my fantasy team, rip other mm. fantasy owners who have yes. <laughs> Justin Jefferson on their team. Oh, I mean, we still have Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson at this point, but without Jefferson, it is going to be a very different looking offense. And I think it's almost, I'm sorry, Ian. I'm sorry, I don't want to write you guys off, but it's almost season over. It's, that, that's a big You can call it season like, over. The problem is we will be way too far ahead to even tank appropriately for a decent quarterback. Yeah, that's um, it. Yeah, so it's, it's, just, it's really, yeah, you guys will probably be middle of the road, I will say. But at the moment, if you're starting one and four, and then with that stretch of games, um, I mean, there's a couple tough, tough matchups there. Obviously, the Niners, you got the Packers in there, and obviously the Packers and Vikings have that rivalry. It's always a tough game. So, honestly, you're, you're starting one and four, and you're missing Jefferson for four more games. That yeah. is going to be a massive loss for for the Vikings. I just think it could get real ugly on the record. It could. I mean, they it could be three and five at best. Potentially, who knows? Four, four and four is probably best case. Sorry, four and five is best case scenario with Jefferson out. Trying to do my maths here, but honestly, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough road ahead for the Vikings. For the Chiefs, uh, I mean, I'm not sure about the Chiefs here. I mean, they it was a real close game. I thought the Vikings could have had them. Honestly, the whole game there was a few mistakes here and there. A uh, couple people complaining about the referees in this one. I mean, there were some woeful calls yeah, again, that, that, and I'm not going to excuse PI, all of it. But there is, yeah, some... that PI was bad, man. I got to be honest. I mean, the guy took his helmet. Sneed took his helmet off as well at the end of the play. I mean, and the refs don't flag that. I was, I was, I was scratching my head, but yeah, it's just yeah. Well, the rule, you know, it, the rule book, the rule book for taking your helmet off is black and white too. So it's, it is. It's, to have, a, to have a ref that. tell a player to put his helmet back on and not, and not, and, and not throw a flag is just, I don't know. It's, it's woeful, man. I mean, there that, have been some woeful calls in games over this over the last few few weeks too. It just yeah. been some really bad calls. The refereeing all around. And I hate getting on officials. Yeah. I've been an official in other, yeah. in other, other leagues, other games, um, and I hate doing that. But, geez, you've got to, you've got to start having a look. Um, anyway, uh, Brad, hey, Brad. Man, John mm. mentioned earlier about the Eagles, about the fact that they seem to be letting teams in games a bit too much. Do you feel the same from the Chiefs lately? Absolutely, I do. I and I think it's just a little bit of a, a hangover uh, from just the fact that they always win. Um, and there, what happens is, as a team, you kind of get this sense of, "Oh, uh, it's okay. We'll come back and we'll win. We'll, yep. we'll come back and we'll win." And and they do, and they are. But eventually, that's going to come back to bite them. Uh, it, it can't, but not. I mean, you saw Travis Kelsey basically put this team on the ba- on his back and say, "No, we're not going to. I'm not going to let you guys lose." And and he did it, and he came through for him. But uh, if I'm if I'm Kansas City, you got to turn it up a little bit. Um, granted, it's, it's still it's only the first quarter of the season, but you uh, sooner or later you got to find that switch. Um, and they probably will. They probably Andy Reid probably will. But it, there is a little bit of gray area for concern. I would say on, on the Viking side, I'm trying to be an optimist here for you, Ian. But the, <laughs> the, 
the one silver lining I would see in this is that maybe the, if Jordan Addison can get some so much reps at at the number one wide receiver, um, and he can kind of turn into the man, yeah, and that might ben- benefit him when. Jefferson does come back. That's I know I'm stretching it here, but I'm trying to find. No, some, I, some I do have to agree with you. The only the only problem I can see is is last last season we had a big problem where as soon as a uh, a defense took Justin Jefferson out of the equation, we struggled. Mm. We struggled horribly, yeah. and yeah. and that was with just Jefferson alone. Well, he had Jefferson, we had Thielen, we had KJ Osborne. So now we out we we replaced Thielen with Addison. And without Jefferson in the equation, that just leaves Addison as that number one deep threat. Mm. Uh, if a def- if a defense takes Addison out of that equation, then we're really going to struggle with TJ Hawkinson and KJ Osborne and and Brandon Powell. Um, there's not a lot. There's not a lot else. There's no one else there. In, in essentially uh, outside of KJ Osborne now and, and a little bit of Brandon Powell, who is still just uh, new in the offense as well. There's not a there's not a lot going on in terms of receiving call when you take out uh, take out someone dynamic like Jefferson and and that that comes down to roster management. You have to expect that at some point you have to you have to uh, not expect is probably the bad is a bad way. You have to plan for the fact that your star wide receivers or your star running backs are going to get hurt. Same with same with pass rushers. Um, yeah, you know uh, defensive linemen. Uh, you, you've got to you've got to plan at some point that they are going to be pick up an injury, a niggling injury that they might not play at their best, or they might have to miss a few games. It's just the the nature of the league. And when you've looked at, geez, we've had some injuries in the league over over the whole league, all thirty two teams. There have been some some crazy crazy woeful injuries. I feel like there's bigger injuries this season than there have been uh, in the past couple. So it is, yeah, yeah. Roster-wise, you have to plan for that. And at the moment, the Vikings just aren't doing a good enough job roster-wise in bringing up the guys underneath them to be able to be those quality backups that you need. Um, yeah, and I'm not saying that that it's all on the it's all on GM's head or anything because that's just the way roster building is within the first couple of seasons. So, all right, let's move away from my woeful team uh, and. <laughs> And let's, let's talk, let's talk let, about my woeful team. Let's talk about your woeful team, Brad, because your woeful team this week, who had arguably one of the best defenses in the league, came up against Manjot's absolute freight train of a team in the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers, I, I'm, I'm still astounded that the Cowboys managed to score 10 points in this 42 to 10 game. Um <laughs> And that's not on. That's not just on the Cowboys. That's not on the Cowboys who made some. Who had a woof. I mean, Prescott had arguably one of the worst games I've seen him play in a while. Uh, but this is all about the Forty ers because this Forty ers team, uh, they're real. They're the real deal. They're they're in this. They're playing. They're not playing for stats. They're not playing uh, for each reception they're playing for each other but they're also playing with a common goal both defense and offense are playing with one common goal and that is to get to the big the big show um and even win the big show and wow it's just i don't brad i mean i'll start with brad before we even go with manjot going on about 49ers how do you i don't know how do you there's no way dallas we're going to stop this well 
Well, first I want to ask, do either one of you guys know a good tattoo removalist? Because <laughs> 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 I've, got, I've got a 2024 championship tattoo on my ass that I need to get removed. Can we change um, the four to something else? And yeah, hope right. the best. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, it's just have you, you we've all seen those videos of the, the cats kind of, you know, playing with the mouse uh, and they, they let it live and they just kind of but they hold it tight and they just bat it around, bat it around until it dies. That that felt like this game. It was just the, it was the 49ers was playing with the Cowboys. And I got to admit. It was embarrassing. I, I did not expect it. I, I didn't expect Dallas to win. I'll, I'll admit that. I did expect the, the 49ers to win. But I, I did not expect the gap between the Cowboys and the 49ers. I thought it was going to get closer from the last couple of years. But this just showed the biggest chasm in the world. So oh, no. I, I, I don't I don't know how it's going to go from here. I think the 49ers just basically showed that they are leaps and bounds miles ahead of everybody else in in the nfc so you know hats off to the 49ers the cowboy prescott i i don't think he's the man i mean he's shown enough that he's a good quarterback and we talked about this last week but i i, I don't think he can beat the niners i think this as is- long as you got jack he can't beat the Niners. I don't think so. this is not his team, Brad. I think that's the point. I think this yeah. is Dak. He is a good quarterback, and he has shown mm-hmm. that. But this, the team that's around him, it needs more. The coordinators that are with him, they need to be better. Yeah. They need to plan oh, yeah. more to be to be Dak. It needs to be Dak's team. It needs to be built around Dak. And it seems to be that Dallas mentality, that Cowboys mentality of just buying or grabbing hold of these the best players but they don't really yeah. fit together there's a lot of square pegs round holes going on um the stats are i, I know manjot's itching to talk about the 49ers but i am going to pump it out up a little bit the stats for the cowboys are woeful eight first downs eight total yeah. first downs in this yeah. game versus the 49ers 25 um wasn't it four on one drive too brad like yeah, That's it was all that, one drive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Th- third down efficiency was four of eleven. Um, total plays they only ran forty nine compared to the forty nine is sixty seven. Uh, total yards one hundred ninety seven compared to four twenty one. Uh, what was the other the nuts one that I read? Oh, rushing fifty seven to one hundred and seventy, and then the craziest one, red zone. So red zone attempts. For the 49ers, had, they made four or five red zone attempts. So they completed four or five red zone attempts. The Cowboys had nil, zero, none. They didn't even get an attempt in the red zone. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Uh, it, it, it is woeful. Although we can turn it over to Manja now. But so Manja, I got to ask you the... And I hate asking you this question. But mm. can can the 49ers go undefeated? Oh man, I thought about it recently. I thought about it. Well, this is is major. This is the fourteenth game in a row. Fourteenth regular yeah. season. No, regular season. Yes, regular season game yeah. in a row. 
<clears throat> that yeah. we've won. Yeah. The only loss we've had recently was when we had no quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. you had no, 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 no. You didn't have quarterbacks. You didn't have you didn't have no quarterbacks, man. You had no team. The whole yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, there was no. You, you had four guys. You had four guys, four major components of a team yeah. get get demolished in one game in a very short period of time. Like you had no. It was bad, man. You had oh, no yeah, way I to forgot, make I a forward pass. Yeah, I forgot the Warner injury and the Bosa, Bosa had something. Yeah, and it was like. Ah, frick, I, I forgot about those injuries too. I mean, that's what it takes to destroy us. It's the injuries. Like, uh, I'm uh. actually, that is, sorry, first thing to start off the Niners is I'm just so glad this year, like, barely any injuries. You're talking about injuries across the league, Ian. I'm like, man, when are the Niners going to get injuries? I'm like so powerful. Oh, well, I think, I think we're all expecting it. <laughs> I'm expecting. I'm like, there's no injuries. Touch. Well, I have a I'm feeling. All the wood. I'm touching all the wood in my. Uh, my I don't. Hey, 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 Brad. Brad, yeah, so we gotta start table. putting him on mute. I think he's touching wood over there. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. No, I have a wooden table. It's a wooden table. Don't worry, guys. I'm not touching the other type of wood. I mean, is that, of course, that was. He's, now he's saying it's a table leg. Oh, <laughs> no. uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, undefeated though, Brad. Look, I, I'm kind of worried about that because the 2007 Patriots, because I grew up, like, I w- that was one of the first things I knew about the NFL was about the 2007 Patriots going undefeated and losing the Super Bowl. And I was Cause, like, because odds, like, odds get yeah. higher that you're going to lose a game. The yeah, further you I, go, I the odds get higher you're going to lose a I game. I just want us to lose sometime in the regular season so I don't have to worry about it if we're actually in a Super Bowl and undefeated. I just want to be in the Super Bowl and not worry about the undefeated thing, honestly. But, uh, man, I, I just really enjoy watching the 49ers. That was, that was one heck of a performance. I could not believe it. I thought it'd be close. I, I have to agree with Brad. I thought this game would be a lot closer. I had a lot of respect for Dallas. Still have a lot of respect for them. But, you know, we kind of... It looked like we actually put the ass in Dallas. Like, oh, that's how that's bad... A, that's a terrible that, joke. And don't ever make that it was again. How, Seriously. That was how bad we did it. It was literally we handed the asses to them. Like, that is really how bad... All... All phases Will you stop making game, that too. joke? It's so bad. Uh, no, but we... You're bring, actually... bringing the quality of our, of our program down, man. Stop I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. Uh... I'm sorry, Ian. But honestly, look, the nine is all three phases. We're just amazing. Brock Purdy really is that guy. I mean, incredible what he has done. Some, of, some, of, his, some of his throws in this game were, were pretty phenomenal. All, all four of his touchdowns outside of the pocket. That is the most in next gen stats history. It's just, it's just, it where, but it's where he's, in the pocket. it's where he's throwing the ball to though. Like yeah. he's, he's throwing it into two yard by two yard windows right on the dot. Yeah. He's throwing it before yeah. receivers are even in those spots. Uh, they're getting to that while the ball's in the air. It is, it's pretty, it's, it's a pretty special thing. Um, it's you know amazing. what? We, you talk about you talk about the injuries, and and I don't want to I don't want to jinx anything, but I have a feeling this year that that this looks like it might have been some of Kyle Shanahan's plan with the way he is using different players in every game. Yeah, some players get a bigger workload as they go along. It's like he uses mm. the player a lot, gives them a, a bit of a rest in the game, and obviously, like it, it's harder for defenses to work that that out. Um, and then you know, then then they come through again. You can probably see that in Christian McCaffrey had a massive game last week 
only 51 yards this week. Jordan Mason was the the bulk of the running uh, the rushing yards here, uh, yeah. which is amazing. Capri's the guy's touchdown though, so yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, he that. he did. But Jordan Mason was still yeah you know, use use the younger guy, use the backup yeah. basically get him <clears throat> get him some touches, get him some yards, uh, and then we saw that again. We were talking, I think, a week or two ago about the fact that Kittle had had nothing. He had like one yard. He'd done a lot of blocking. And then this is a George Kittle game. Three touchdowns, uh, 67 yeah. yards. Uh, you know, so All he, he does is catch touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's right. Every but, catch. Every but it, catch. But you see, we, he didn't use Kittle in, in an offensive way. He used him for blocking more. And then he uses him as a weapon. Same with Ayuk. We, we didn't see Ayuk last week a bit. Here he is again. Um, Debo's had a few sort of slower weeks. I feel like this is the Kyle Shanahan plan is to to mitigate those injuries that plague the 49ers and yeah. spread that load out over everyone. And that's a brilliant plan if that's what it is, because that's yeah. that is the way you run a roster. Um I think it's just you know Minnesota Vikings Minnesota Vikings take take note. Take note. Uh, every team, <laughs> every team in the league might be able to take notes of some parts of the night. I really game. want my team to take I mean, note. Kevin O'Connell honestly, should know better. He's been he's he's been under Kyle Shanahan. He should know yeah, better. Or he he should. <laughs> honestly, I think as well. I I think Fred Warner just had an absolute game. He was yeah. incredible. He had Fred Warner was he had amazing. something in everything. He had like every single um statistic you could actually have something with Warner. He had a sack, a fumble, for, forced fumble, and he and he also had an interception. Just, that was just incredible. He's filled up the stat sheet. I think. Obviously, pass rushes win the defensive player of the year award more often than not. But I think there could be a case for Fred Warner being defensive player of the year. He's just incredible. I, I reckon Fred Fred Warner be my player of the week this week if we were doing those oh, things. Just I, I think, yeah, patient performer of the week. I'd, I'd put him up there. He was incredible. Too. That was just, I, I think, incredible across the board. He single-handedly put us up there and... It's it's good. I just I just have a good feeling about this team. I did pick us to be Super Bowl champions in preseason. So far, we've done well. I don't want to jinx anything though. I I just think you know until I see us win the Super Bowl, I'm not gonna say we're definitely gonna win it. But I see there's good signs here that we can. Good. All right. Let's move on from Brad's misery. Please. Let's, let's um. Let's go to the final game for the week. Monday night football where the Packers went to Las Vegas and the Packers, by all accounts, were supposed to come away from this game with a very decent win over a very poor Josh McDaniels-led Las Vegas Raiders. But instead, Josh Jacobs, I think, really destroyed them on the ground, uh, the, the Packers, and the Raiders... Ended up winning the game, a very close game, 17 to 13. I would say, personally, I would say that the Packers absolutely choked in this game. Really should have won it. Had a chance to win it at the end with a deep ball throw to Watson, in the, who was in the end zone. Uh, and Amik Robinson, no, was it Amik Robinson? Yes, it was. Amik Robinson came away with it uh, with one hell of a spring. He looked like he just jumped off a trampoline. The way he sprung backwards into the air to to get an interception in the final moments and take the game yeah. away from the Packers, um, mm. I there was, I don't know this game today, man. You were you were uh, commenting about it as we were going in the in the text thread. Um, 
the fact that it was oh. just there were so many bad interceptions, there was uh, so many bad plays. It was just a, I don't know what it was a bad game by both teams. Yeah, I mean, you look at where the the Packers were, man. I just thought definitely they've got to win this one. And they just didn't come out to play, I think. It was just really, really poor. I think Jordan Love, this was probably the worst we've seen out of him. He was literally throwing it into triple coverage. He's throwing it as if he couldn't see Robert Spillane, who had two interceptions in this one. I mean, Spillane just read his eyes both times and... Uh, I mean, he just threw it straight to him one time. The other time was deflected. To be fair, that was a bit harsh. But still, it, it was tough. That last throw was well severely underthrown. I've seen people blame I don't think it was, Christian Watson. It wasn't just underthrown, like, but Watson didn't go full speed. Um, I mean, he so it was almost stop, like though. yeah, it he was almost to... like it was late, not just like underthrown. It was just late. He was what he was well, wanting he it. Yeah, he was he wanting it earlier. Jump it up. You know, yeah, he couldn't stop and make it jump, make a make it a jump ball. And Amik Robinson, who is like five inches smaller than Christian Watson, out jumped him. He, it was incredible. I thought for certain it was going to be all or nothing. I had a fantasy game where I was down by uh, one and a half points, and that interception at the end actually gave me the win by half a point. That was that was one of the most uh-huh. incredible fantasy wins. So I was actually celebrating that interception quite a bit because of fantasy. So, I mean, that was just incredible just um watching across the board. Just incredible what the Raiders could do. It was such a poor performance by them as well. I really thought both teams performed so poorly. It was just such a bad game to watch across the board. I, I just think for the Raiders as well, O-line is, was woeful. They had one woeful game, that offensive line unit. I mean, it's Jacobs, a, it's yeah, the he same, good decent. It's the same argument I had with Daniel Jones. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't a, a horrible quarterback. He's a functional quarterback. Yeah, but you get not. but you get an O-line that bad in front of you, and you just you, you've got no you're not set up to succeed. And I think yeah, we saw that last okay. week with Aiden O'Connell as well. They let him get destroyed. And it's the same thing yeah. here again. Yeah, I, 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 to me, I think a lot of the blame, sorry, not blame because they ended up winning, but I, I, a lot of negativity has to be directed towards McDaniels. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, the, the dude throws to Devontae Adams once mm. in the first half. Uh, and his, it just to me, I think it's a lack of imagination that offense. Well, and Adams, it, Adams only had 45 yards in this whole game. It's just, oh, not see. Yeah, there, there you go. And he's one of the best just, wide receivers in the league, and he's only getting 45 yards. It's just, it's not right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. And you can't. Only you four can't targets, too. Only up. four targets, too, by the way. Like, so you're right. He only got three three attempts in the last, in the second half. So, okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I think the, the Packers on the Packers side, they seem like a different team when Aaron Jones is in there. Mm. So, yeah. You, you hope that they can get him back. And he'll make a big difference, but you, man, Joe, you're exactly right. Love looked like poo. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting just to see how they bounce back going forward. Uh, the you know the Raiders have who what they have the Patriots and the Bears up, so you could see the the Raiders coming out of this next little stretch uh, at four and three. 
So with a three-game winning streak. So it'll be real interesting uh, just to see how everything plays out. Hmm. Yep. It will be for sure. But we'll have to wait until next week to see how everything plays out. Um, well, we're into week six, boys. Week six of the NFL. Wow. Already. Crazy. Uh, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. We do, of course, start the week with Broncos, Chiefs. Uh, which by all accounts should be a blowout, but who knows with the Chiefs at the moment. They're starting 10.5-point favourites, but I mean, real, reality is they could be, um, yeah, they could they could be like less than that anyway. It could be a three-point game with the way the Chiefs manage things at the moment. So well, might- Real quick, any, anybody, either one of you guys have an idea, what is the cheapest game to get tickets to for these next week's game, well, it, it should be no. a Vi- it should be a Vikings game, but it won't be. <laughs> um, is it? Oh, I have no idea, man. I've not checked the ticket prices. Oh, you kidding? No, no I, I knew you wouldn't check. But I was thinking, just maybe based off of the matchups, you guys might have an idea. The actually the, the cheapest ticket you can get is uh, for the Indianapolis Jackson at Jacksonville game. Only thirty three bucks for a ticket. Wow! Actually, the Cardinals Rams is the same price, and that's, that's actually, okay. There you go. And that's at SoFi. Can you imagine paying thirty only thirty three dollars to go to SoFi? Oh, <laughs> I'd do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that seems real good. Uh, uh, one one quick thing, Ian. One quick thing. Oh yes, you, you know, said you said yeah. you said someone had a a a uh, question for yeah, me some, on. On Some my on on the uh, on week six of the Vikings um, disappointment train, um, yeah, which of course of course we are against the 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 Bears uh, in a yep. NFC North matchup, which we will most likely lose. We're two and a half point favourites at the moment, but uh, oh, we're going into Soldier yeah. Field. Not real. I mean, they're coming. They're coming off a forty to twenty win, and we're we're <laughs> yeah. And and here is here is our boy Kev. Okay, he's a Bears fan. He says the Bears are to beat the Vikings by five. Ian to cry. Oh well, I don't cry. I get angry. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not think... been there's not been much in my life that's made me cry over the last few years. But I de- I'll definitely get angry. It would it'll likely yeah. be another one of those games where if I'm watching it on my phone and it goes completely wrong, which it likely will be, I won't watch another minute of NFL football <laughs> for the rest of the week because that's usually what happens, Kiv. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you- I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting battle for sure. Just just wanted to leave on that note, though. You know, it's been it's been a fun week across the board. Um, hopefully another 49ers win coming up, but well, 40, 49ers, 49ers will definitely go to six and oh against the Browns and then Brad, uh, charges. Ooh, that's so far. That, this is cause they're both, I think on kind of that, that same tier and this will be real interesting to see if the Cowboys, cause they have a Cowboys have a tough schedule. Um, yeah, they do. So if if they don't pull out this win, you could see the wheels. I could see the wheels falling off on the Cowboys. Yeah, so mm-hmm. could I. Anything else? Real quick, anything else you guys are looking forward to this week in all those matchups? Yeah. What do you I reckon? Mean, what should I, I am looking forward to San Francisco at Cleveland. Um, yeah, defensively. That, you know, that could be. I don't know what the status is of um mr massage but oh. 
Yeah. If 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 he's healthy, that could be a little bit of a trap game. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he wants the all by reports. He want he did he would have been healthy last week, but he wanted the extra week off because he wants to play this game against the 49ers. Okay. So it could okay. be something yeah. in that. Could be something in that. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. um, I think uh, that'll be good. The the D, the Detroit Tampa Bay game. I think that'll be fun. That's where uh, I was about yeah. to put up two lines bucks. I think I, I uh, that looks like it'll be a fun game. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Saints Texans. Yeah. yeah. yeah it could yeah. be some fun ones this week. Yeah, that yeah. one's a good potential one there. Saints and Texans. Yeah. I, I like the sound of that one. I mean, oh, Ra- Ravens Titans in London as well. Yeah. Back okay. To London again. Yeah. Yep. Three straight weeks. So expect some um expect some drunk texts on the on the in the uh group chat from Taylor as the Titans <laughs> are going down in London to the Ravens. So oh, twelve thirty. Yeah. He'll he'll be he'll have to get he'll have to get drunk after putting the kids to bed just so he can stay awake to watch it. Mm. On a Monday. <laughs> anyway, all right, boys. Let's get out of here yeah. for this week. Uh it's it's been a it's been a longer one, but we are sort of making up for a little bit of lost time in my uh my screw ups, my technological screw ups uh the last few weeks. Hopefully we get back to some normality. Uh and we'll hopefully talk to you guys on some socials at G'day Gridiron on Insta and Facebook. Maybe we maybe get Manjot to start posting on the G'day Gridiron Insta instead going under the radar. What do you reckon, man, Joe? We'll start uh, they'll, they'll still catch us. They'll still, <laughs> they, they got the feds on me. They got the feds on me, man. <laughs> at least at least I'm not blocked by the NFL. So uh, uh yeah. <laughs> catch Manjot trying to make up some kind of some kind of social media presence at Pastry Press NFL. Um let's it'll be interesting. It'll be a fun watch to see what he does this week with no with no NFL uh and no highlights. So Tune in for that because uh, it could be a whole new chapter for Pastry Press. Well, we'll see. Um, don't forget <laughs> to check out the boys at Aussie NFL Fantasy if you're not already on that feed. If you're on the G'day feed, make sure you pop over there. Check out those guys as well. Mark at No Huddle Dynasty has put out a few episodes in the last week as well. So get on to those if you haven't listened to them as well. Um, yeah, get on to all your, all your Dynasty uh, matchups and your tips and tricks because when Mark puts out content, it is always fire. Other than that, yep. boys, let's catch up for another recap next week, hey? Yeah, go to Niners. <laughs> Boo. Look forward to it. See ya. G'day Gridiron is brought to you by the Aussie Gridiron Network, a network of Australian podcasts bringing you some of the best content from the NFL and the local game. Check out our other podcasts, Aussie NFL Fantasy and No Huddle Dynasty.